Larry? Larry David. Dean. Dean Weinstock. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey. He's going to be your next-door neighbor. Yeah. Hey, man. It hey. is so good to see you. Hey. Hey. Whoa. Oh, Christ. Oh, my God. These are, are oh. broken. Oh, Thank dear. you. Oh. Thank you. Oh, that is man. just so good to see you, man. That good is awesome. Good to see you. Good to see that you. That's great. Gee, I'm sorry about your glasses. Don't worry here. about it. Don't worry huh? about it. I'll send you a bill. Tell me, how's Cheryl? How's... Where'd you guys move to? What, what? You what? You'll send me a bill? Yeah, 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 yeah. These are, I don't think these <laughs> can be second. fixed. Wait a second. Yeah. You're going to send me a bill? Just for the glasses. Why? Because they're like $219. I, I didn't break your glasses. It was the hug that broke them. It wasn't you specifically, yeah, okay, but you were the yeah. one who instigated the hug. I didn't inst I instigated the hug? Yeah, I came in for, like, no, for a shake. I came in for a shake, and then I saw you make a move for the hug. So I went in. I kind of remember I said the hey. I think you're mistaking my hey for a hug. Even if I did initiate the hug, yes. which I didn't, yeah. that still doesn't make me responsible for your glasses. They're your glasses. They're around your neck. With all due respect, I feel like you didn't recognize me. Then I did the hey. Then I did the <sighs> shake. And then you came in, and because you were so embarrassed and so mortified that you did not recognize me, you overcompensated by a super strong hug that broke my glasses. Okay, that's an incredibly that's idiotic theory. I think because you're a needy person, you wanted me to like you, so you hugged me. I'm not a needy person, okay? That's number one. Not, I have no needs at all, okay? Uh, I wasn't overcompensated. I don't like you. Why would I want to hug you? I'm not paying for your glasses. I'm not asking you to pay for the glasses. I'm asking you to replace these glasses that you broke. I'm still paying for them, even if I replace them. Am I not? What's the difference? I don't know if you know an optometrist. I don't know. I'm no, saying... I don't know any optometrist. Well, I didn't think you did. So in that case, that's why I'm invoicing you. Okay, you send me the invoice. I'm going to rip it up into tiny little pieces, and I might even pee on it. Why, why are we fighting We're here? fighting because you're a moron. That's why we're fighting. You know I have cancer, right? everybody, I'm Ralphie May. And I'm Lana Turner. And we are the Perfect Ten Podcast. And uh, I'm back, I guess. <laughs> you're back, you guess? Uh, I'm back, I guess. You know if you're back? Yeah, I know I'm back. Okay. I uh, do, I feel so much better. I uh, had a rough spell, guys, and uh, it wasn't fun. And I put my wife through a lot of shit, and I didn't mean to. And I hurt a lot of people's feelings. I didn't mean to. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, the doctor said I had uh, insomnia-induced dementia, uh, which meant uh, I couldn't sleep for five days and went crazy. That's what it means. And I tried to kill myself. You know what you should always tell somebody if they want to kill themselves? 
don't mess it up. You yeah, want right. to know why? Because if you mess it up and you try and come back from killing yourself after you've messed it up, then there's nowhere to go from that. Like if it was a friend, you'd be like, if you fuck something up and then I'm like, oh, you should kill yourself. Oh, no, don't do that. You can't even get that right, loser. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kurt Cobain tried five times before he figured it out. Really? Yeah, which leads me to believe that... Uh, what do you mean five times? I didn't know that. Yeah, he tried to kill himself five times before he finally managed to do it. Well, what do you mean? What did he try different ways of doing yeah. it? Yeah, like, yeah. What, what ways? Uh, drug overdose, and then um, there was um, uh, he was going to hang himself, mm -hmm. and it broke. Mm, I've done a good bit of thinking about this. I don't think there's a good way. I don't think so either. I mean, it's too, like... You, you don't want to, you just don't want to mess it up because there's no, like, it's just, I think probably the only good way, but okay, there's no way, this, it's such a selfish thing because you always have to consider how and who the, you know, you'll be found, which is a really fucked up thing to do to whoever's, oh, great. Like, I had to find you and I have to live with that memory for the rest of my fucking life. Thanks a lot. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, and we know somebody that, uh, that killed themselves and, and fucked it up. Yeah, for hours. Yeah, he blew off pain. half his face, it's really and sad. he lived. He lived for four hours. Well, can you imagine living the rest of your life, knowing that you just blew your fucking face off? Yeah, 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 man. There's no good way. I started thinking, well, maybe that the one good way, like how up in Canada they walk out on the ice and the ice breaks. At least that, like you know, you know you're not going to come back from that. But still, somebody's going to find your bloated ass like months yeah. later. That's not cool. Some kid walking down the street collecting seashells, fucking that memory stuck in your head. I know, man. You're bloated, rolling up on the on the lake, just. Bleh. And then who really knows how to tie a noose? Like, come on. I couldn't. I could not. It, it, no matter how many times I studied that on the internet, I, I can't tie a knot like that. I can. Get it right. Yeah. But then, well, good luck tying your big ass oh, to I something know, on the I ceiling. Know. Good luck finding rope that'll hold my ass and yeah. a tree to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. I'm what, fucked. What else? I mean, then there's the uh, gun because that's immediate. But like you said, well, is it? You, but yeah, I'm big as shit. You would think, but then that guy who didn't do it right, then yeah, that's blew no off fun. half his fucking face. Not good. Not good. So yeah, there's no good way. No good so way. So Kurt Cobain really. five times. Yeah, five times, which leads me to believe Courtney Love is a real cunt. Why? Because he tried to kill himself five fucking times. Well, I mean, it's not her fault. We don't know that. What? <laughs> it might be her fault. I don't know. She's a real bitch. Well, no, you can't. No, why? Why would no? No, because like the, I'm sure she didn't <laughs> want him to kill himself. I'm sure. How do you stop somebody who wants to kill himself? I don't know. Tickle him. Tickle him. Tickle him. That'd be a fun way to die. Die tickling. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Well, it actually no, because have you ever been tickled too much? It really pisses you off. Oh, I know, I know. Like, and then they just tickle right behind that, like they got one hand on the hand meat and another one underneath your arm. Good lord, getting you good. And that's funny, and you're giggling for a while, but ever, oh my gosh, you won't want to laugh yourself to death. Yeah, that'd be a good way to die. Laughing to death. Yeah. I almost, you know what? When I was working at um, at club in Florida, that McCurdy's room. Yeah. I, there was this old man in his table who walked out on my show, and I was like. Ah, uh, I thought that they hated my set, that they were pissed off and they were leaving. And I was like, take a pill, old man. But it turned out that he had a heart attack and he had to leave and go to the <laughs> hospital. You gave a dude a heart attack. Oh, I guess. I, I was, but I mean, that's like, that's a, 
And there are tons of old dead. people in Sarasota. Yeah, so I mean, it's not that special. Chances are you're not the first comedian just, that month. It just month. happened to happen. Yeah, right? He was in the room. But yeah, I mean, laughing yourself to death might be a good way to go. go take it, you know, go out laughing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it'd be a good way to go. I don't think that you really wanted to hurt yourself. I think that you were just trying to get help. I don't know. I know I was out of my mind. You know, I don't remember. I made like a hundred and something calls that day. I don't remember. You don't remember anyone? Mm-mm. They said on the, uh, the doctor said that it, it was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, that Mr. Hyde is normal, and then without sleep that I separated, and and um, I uh, was like in a dream, but I was awake and action. It just, your uh, your mind has to process, so it shuts things down and puts you in a dreamlike state, even though you're awake. So, I was fucked up. And they thought I was on drugs, okay, until they did the tox screen on me and came back. I didn't have anything in my system. And then it happened again because I didn't sleep when I was at the psych ward. I didn't sleep for another 20-something hours. But, you know, so it has been a very interesting couple of weeks. And, you know, I got out of there and... Uh, uh, but it, okay, so out of there, you mentioned psych briefly ward. psych ward. That's kind of like when you say that in passing, people go... What did he just say? Did he I say know. psych ward? Yeah. What, what? That, they had me on a mandatory 72-hour uh, hold. Which I was really five days because you went yeah. out on Saturday. Yeah, because the 72-hour the hold didn't start till Monday at 10 a.m., and I was in there on Saturday. Yeah, so uh, it was really five days. And it was I was living in Jerry Springer. It was fucking Jerry Springer in there. I There was a uh, methed-out... Um, a uh, woman who was six months pregnant. Oh, my God. Yeah, who uh, beat How the shit awful. out of, uh, of another woman who was four months pregnant and meth. In there as well? Yeah. They were both in there together? Yeah, yeah. It was, there was some funny moments. There was a guy there that uh, uh, he uh, has a degenerative nerve thing, and, and uh, he was, it was making him a little crazy, but he was fucking funny. He was like... Man, I, I, if those girls get next to me, I'm just going to grab that ass. Look at that thing. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, they think we're crazy. Who gives a shit? <laughs> and I was, I was starting to die. Who's ass? The nursing Yeah, yeah, he wanted to grab the nurse's ass. Oh. Yeah, and he goes, they, they don't care. Did they we're have good crazy. asses or were they just? Some did. Yeah? Some didn't. Some looked like me with a wig on. But, yeah, <laughs> there, was, uh, there was a couple of girls there. That were, uh, but th- there was women on our ward that were, uh, that were just. I mean, there was a girl that was banging another dude that they had to get separated. While in the yeah, psych ward? yeah, what, what like because there's no privacy. Right. They just went to a bathroom. Oh. Yeah. And they just met in the psych unit. Yeah. Wow, that's could. They, what if they actually ended up together forever? I know, right? <laughs> that was the place. So how did your how did you meet mommy and daddy? Like yeah, we were in a psych ward. Yeah, it was crazy. It just it explains why the last two weeks you haven't been around. Like we did the well, episode where April hosted with me, and then we did the one. So I wasn't sure what to tell people because you know I didn't know if you were going to want to share what happened. And then the following week, you were okay with sharing a little bit. So we just went with that. And now you're back. And I Yeah. Think well, you know, I can't. Uh, shame is somebody else's thing. You know, I have PTSD. And I have, uh, I, I am not 
something's not right in my head. And uh, I can't uh, change it. I'm going to therapy. I'm working on it. And that and medication is going to make me better. If I had cancer, I wouldn't have any shame about it in getting, uh, getting help. And, you know, there's other people out there that, uh, that have problems. You know, depressed, um, staying awake for two days is not normal. Um, <laughs> for me, it was five days. Uh, it's not normal, and you should have got help. And if I hadn't have been a shame associated with it or the knowledge that, you know, maybe somebody else has been there, um, I would have uh, maybe gotten help sooner and not put you through all that shit. So maybe this helps other people. You know, that's all I can think about it. You know, there's only good, that's about the only good thing that come out of this is me spreading the word that if, you know, somebody's got a problem with your head, I mean, if you had a broken arm, you'd go get fixed, you know? I'm pretty sure that everybody in the world at this point either ha has been through something like this or has a close relative or loved one who's been through something like that. So there's no doubt that everybody can relate on some level. Yeah. I'm sorry. This isn't the uh, funniest shit. But I did have some fun stuff after that. Yeah. Went down to, went down to uh, Tampa and hung out with Cowhead. Uh-huh. Had a blast Didn't you go him. on like a naked car wash? Yeah, we went to the naked car wash, and and uh, even though it was torrential rains, it still uh, people still showed up. Still to showed see up. Still showed up to see titties. Yeah, rain doesn't. You rain can't, doesn't you can't rain out titties. No, you can't cancel uh, no. tits. Can't do that. Not with titties. Mm -mm. They, they're always champing. And if you hope it's a little colder out there. Yeah, the rain. it was. It was a little colder. There you go. You get better titties. And I gotta send a shout out to Cheetahs in Sarasota. Nice job. Cheetahs. Nice. That was the that was the titty bar we went to. Oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, like cheater, like cheetahs, cheetahs or cheetahs, cheetah, like yeah. the cat. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I'm sure there's a lot of dudes in there cheating. Yeah. I didn't even go in. I didn't even get off my bus. You didn't? No. Did, no. Did the bus get washed? No. I don't want those bitches near my bus and give my bus some kind of bus herpes or something. Why get the bus washed by naked women? I don't know. I would think that would be funny. It would have been, but we weren't in the position to do it, and and the bus was being used as the studio. We uh, we shot the whole. I mean, we recorded the whole special. I mean, the uh, the show from uh, my the bus. Cowhead show, yeah, the radio the show. show. Yeah, from the bus. That's it was so awesome. cool. Yeah, they were like, "Oh my god, that's awesome that you did this. This is the, this is the greatest." Uh, <laughs> Uh, location shoot that we ever had, right? You, you know, because I mean, yeah, they would have the been rain. in the rain, and it was, and equipment would have got busted and stuff like that. Instead, we were all in there, and I got, uh, I got food for everybody. I got shrimp and and fruit and and sandwiches. Did they bring the shrimp like shrimp out from cheetahs? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think you want I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I go uh, this way, guys. You've got an excuse for that smell on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> It's shrimp, baby. It's shrimp. Yeah. That's not cocktail sauce. Okay. Um, but uh, we had a great time. It was a blast. Uh, well, that's really cool. Yeah, man. I wish I could have gone to Florida. I was hoping to go. Me but too. it just wasn't going to work this time. Instead, I was in L.A. getting some more segments. And this one we recorded. Danny and I went to visit Wayne Fetterman. Very um, funny comedian. You heard him at the top of the episode. He was on um, Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry Love David. Love that show. Oh my, it's one okay. of the funniest shows of I all time. I don't have a lot of time for TV. I just don't watch TV hardly ever. Right. But I watch Curb. I watch Breaking Bad and occasionally I'll sit down and catch something else, but that's about it for for and it's very rare that I even get to do that. But Curb is I can't miss a curb. I know. And 
the fact that Wayne Fetterman was on there is like so cool. Oh God, it's so cool. Well, um, Wayne wants to his one of his dreams is to be able to score movies. Really? Yeah. When you're a great comedian and writer and actor, do you want to go do music for movies? He's a, no, it's just one of his hobbies and dreams. Wow. You know, and so we had an opportunity to hang out with him and hear a little bit about what he does and talk to him about it. And I think you'll really enjoy this. So give it a listen. I'm here with Wayne Fetterman. Wayne, you're going to score, um, you're scoring a movie, is that? That is not correct. You okay. don't even have anything. This is all wrong. Well, this is uh, already been, going this, off the rails. Okay, all right. Well, we haven't this even started. Terrible. I'm here with Wayne Fetterman, and he's not scoring a movie. Now, this is what I was asked what are the things I like to do that people don't know about me? And one of them is I like to compose music. My dream is one day to be able to score a movie. Not write the songs in the movies, uh, where they throw in like, you know, a song from Fun or Adele or something like that to make the movie better or more emotional. But actually, the the score, the stuff that like the music that pushes the plot forward, type exactly. Or oh, it's basically the emotion that they want you to feel that the actor can't convey with their acting. <laughs> <laughs> they want to like put it under. You're like, oh, I should be. Excited now. I should be sad now. I should be comp, you know. So those, that's what you would See do. The bump, 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 bump for the sad and like, yeah. Exactly. Like the- you know what they do? They, I remember when, when on sitcoms when they would slow down the theme song. Yes. Like when they would do it on Happy Days, it was the best. Right. Like when right. I was a kid, I was like, dun, 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 dun. You know, right. and you're, you're like, like oh. oh. But that makes you feel awful yeah. in your Happy Days. Not so happy. <laughs> the opposite of happy. Yes. Like, yeah, very uh, melancholy. That's, that is interesting. <laughs> you don't really notice those. So you're like. I do notice. You probably watch everything looking at it for the. Actually listening. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That would, would be, be the word. You're would right. I, I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> listening. But no, it's just something that's always fascinated me. And I have, I'm a self-taught musician. And I've been. What do you play? Like, in Well, the- I started out when in my act, I used to play the electric ukulele. That was like my, that's how I. God, you of- were super geek, huh? Super well. Electric yeah. ukulele. Well, like, you don't hear those words uttered very I often. I like the word first of all. I like the. I, I like electric ukulele and pussy. What? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I understand, <laughs> I understand. But here's the cool thing: is like years later, um, when there's been like a ukulele renaissance with the hipsters. Do you uh-huh. know anything about this? No. Yeah, it's. I love ukulele, which is. You do. I but do. I love, love I'd say in the last 10 years or so, there's been a, a renaissance of uh, young hipsters playing the ukulele, thinking it's cool. Well, everything that's sort of like, uh, I don't want to say that things are that sort of not cool or become right. cool. I, I've always that's not been, true. Yeah, that's it's not, not true. Because slavery is not coming back. You're totally cool in the hipster world now. because Well, play. not only that, but now there's ukulele festivals all over oh, cool. the world. And they fly me to these festivals because I'm kind of a legend in the uke world because years ago I did play the electric ukulele before anyone did. Did you play in your act? Mm-hmm. Oh. That was my closer. And so I have this clip from 19, I'm going to say 87 probably, of me playing at the comic strip the electric ukulele. 
And so all these kids know me from that and all these ukulele, I'm going to say aficionados, most people would call them geeks or losers. <laughs> they would, they fly me, like I was in, in London uh, last two years ago, like for the ukulele festival of Great Britain. That's amazing. I know. It's so, it's, cool. it's, so it's a niche of a niche. It's like a micro niche of show business that I have like a little bit of heat. Uh, yeah, that's Regular <laughs> show business, nothing. But in that micro niche of niche, I have a little bit from the... So anyway, so I've always been interested in music, to go back to your original question. And so I decided, like, I expanded from ukulele to guitar and then from guitar to piano. And now I play basically piano in my act. I still play piano. I play piano. Don't really play the uke much in the act anymore unless they... I'm at a festival with a bunch of uke lovers. I know I called them losers earlier. I apologize. I I, but I hear uke, and the, even that, you're like, it's even terrible. the abbreviated version of it isn't that cool. Right, right, right. <laughs> uke. <laughs> no. But that's, you know, on top of, you know, the stand-up, the acting, and... Um, Does it leave you much time for composing? And the writing, and the writing. Yeah? Is it... Do you, do you only want to score for film or also for television? Maybe for television, but I th I, I'm a... Film buff, like I love the movies way more than television. What's so your favorite film that that you've enjoyed the scoring for? Well, earlier today when you guys came over, we were talking about Jaws a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like that John Williams oh, score is unbelievable. It's almost a character in the movie. Also, there's another John, John Carpenter, who scored his movie, who wrote and directed and scored a movie called Halloween. I believe it was from 1979, 78 is my guess, 78. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of like would be my goal, that level of like very unique writing, simple notes that in, really enhance that movie. Have you ever seen Halloween? I haven't. I don't Do you know what it's about? Is it about Halloween? No, Thanksgiving. It's weird. <laughs> it's <a> weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a very... It's, but, but anyway, it's a low-budget movie, and he 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 killed it. Um, well, so Jaws too. I mean that you saw Jaws. You've oh, seen obviously, Jaws, right? but all you have to do is hear. I mean, everybody done. I mean, you know, the shark's coming. That's right, it. But it couldn't be simpler. Yeah, I know. Two notes. It's just scary. But I'm just saying, like that fascinates me. Like those two notes are so powerful. In do you want to like score a horror film? Is that kind of? With oh, that's interesting. Because you think of Jaws as a horror movie. Yeah, it's scary. I don't really think of it as a horror film. But there is, it is, I think of it more of as a monster movie well, than yeah. a horror movie. Okay, but, well, it's uh, intended to scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's thrilling. I yeah. love it. Um, so those would be a couple examples of movies. Like when I was a kid that I saw, I was like, oh, this is fascinating. Before I could even really play piano. So you were, how long ago did you discover that you wanted to do this type of stuff? Was it, you were, you were young? Again, this is, I'm an... Couldn't be more of an amateur, or what's what's it when you want to do something but you can't do it? Or you haven't done it yet. It's delusional. Right now, I'm just delusional. <laughs> I but would say hope... more of an aspiration. <laughs> okay, well, aspirational. It might be a better spin on it, <laughs> but it's something like that. I haven't done this yet, but it's well, something you're doing I'm thinking it just about. Hasn't been in a movie. So how do you score something if it's not already like you don't have a movie ready to go? To do you... I just more I'm working more with uh, different. Themes, more more with themes or motifs that might be used in a movie, like in a romantic way or in a like, like but not very. I'm not good. I don't think I'm good with the action stuff yet. 
I'm just like there's something I do that's a little Latin-y, that's very. But I like the sim- I like the simplicity. I guess that would be my. Uh, you say Latin-y, like you have a, a, a. You have to get specific. Like if you have like a Latin love scene, means- it's a spicier. Sort of. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't. I'm just like fooling. A, you got to create a, a racially motivated. <laughs> I'm, fool, I'm fooling. I mean, we're at a point now where somebody in their bedroom can score a movie. And they don't need to rent a soundstage and get all the musicians. You can score a movie. Like that's where we are, technology. And I'd like to see if I have the talent to, to do something like that. Right from your bedroom. Right from my bed. We're going in the bedroom. All right. Let's do it. Let's, let's go do see it. what you got. Okay. Now we're in your studio. Yes. Slash bedroom. Right. Okay. So cool. So have a seat. This is very cool. You're right. Like you don't need a ton of equipment to be able to do this anymore. No, this is uh, actually called a Yamaha Motif workstation, and there's thousands of sounds and instruments in here that can be recorded and arranged in many different ways. Plus, I can send it all to a, a program called Logic where I can even do more tweaking of it. And this is just what's called a, uh, a keyboard, which is with weighted keys, just so I can practice piano. But this Are is you real... all soft, you're self-taught on the piano too? Self-taught, yeah. Wow, it's impressive. Yeah. So, that's, so this, is the main, this is the main workhorse. This is, if you look, it's, it's called the Motif XS6. And... Uh, that's it. To show me a different emotion. You could even play it on the piano, okay. right? Like, well, so what, what, well, um. Well, like, if, obviously, if you want sad, wait, hold on. You would go, like, minor chords is the classic. Isn't that beautiful? It's beautiful. Thank you. That's what I like when I try to get the compliment by giving them. Yeah, isn't the, that beautiful? The exact word. Isn't I that? Hear. It's lovely. <laughs> so it always feels so. It, I feel so sad. Okay. Yeah, what? Yeah. So, uh, so um, let's see. One of the songs I wrote would be. Oh, sorry. I'm already messing up. Feel the person's cancer coming in. <laughs> I just saw him at the bus station, yeah, and then he disappeared. Beautiful, like a little theme that might be somebody's theme that you would hear over right. and all in in a, in a movie or something like that. So that would be a, an example of something. Uh, so, like you you mentioned before, doing something spicy and like Latin feel. Let me play that for you. I totally want a taco. Yeah, that was that is <laughs> the weird thing. It was I was going more for uh, Central America. Oh, okay. So than, I, I than want Mexico. 
I, I want, what is it? Were you getting pa that? I want the uh, pa pupusa thing, whatever that is. Pa pa I was going for yeah. the uh, chimichanga. Oh, okay. Then <laughs> let's get chimichangas. That's, That's the, the chimichanga. <laughs> and this is something that's like, I call this Mancini because it was sort of inspired by this guy, Henry Mancini, who wrote the theme song to, um, well, obviously Peter Gunn, but the Pink Panther. Oh, so cool. So it has a little Pink Panthery. Oh, nice. And this is an example of how one musician can steal from another musician. <laughs> It's so you, evocative. Are you all right? Are you all right? Yes, it's so, it's, yes. Do you need a Kleenex to wipe those tears? <laughs> oh, my God, it's so evocative. So that's what I do in this, like, so the great, great part is because I have the headphones, I can practice and score late at night, not bother anyone. All you really hear is this. All right, so your roommate doesn't get pissed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or no, anyone, anyone. Right, that's great. So um, that's that's just something I do. I wish I could make anything that is annoying into that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's great. Like the way you chew? Well, not me specifically. Oh, but, I'm yeah. sorry. I heard that you were a loud chewer. That's, you did. That's what I heard. You're known for that. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Maybe I'm mistaken. <laughs> now I'm self-conscious. I'm sorry. I do go around telling people. <laughs> Danny, you're telling Wayne that I chew loudly? That's, he's not the only one. It's, I don't know if you've been on the, in, the internet, but it's all over. It's and I chew, well, if I could chew like your keyboard, then I would be... I know, that would be... It's actually how I introduce... <laughs> You coming over to record with people. I say, you know the lab chewer want to turn... This interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> so... So this is... So you're catching me, like, before I've scored a movie, before anything. This is the earliest... In fact, the only time I've ever spoken about this is with you right here, right now, today. Isn't that cool? Um, thank you so much for sharing it. What are you talking about? I was like... You know, I have many... I mean, I play basketball. I do other... But this is something that's very personal and I'm very passionate about and I wish I was a little more talented. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, I think we've come to the end of our time, but I hate to say goodbye. You do. Goodbyes are, are a hard thing to They're do. They're difficult. Yes. You know what might make it a little easier? What's that? If I very awkwardly play some music right now for you, something I've composed and scored, I'll score our goodbye. So, this would you is do it. that? That's, that's great. I'd love that. Well, I guess this is goodbye then. Yeah, this is it. So um, thank you for coming to my studio slash bedroom slash rebooting my life room. <laughs> oh, well, I don't, it's so hard to, to say it. I know, sometimes I, you would need something beyond words I to know. express the emotion of what's going on right here. And I, I feel so deeply saddened to, to leave. It, it just doesn't feel done. I understand. 
That's because there's no resolution to this theme you're hearing, and because the minor chord. Remember we talked about that. Right, it just keeps going on, and it just yeah, it just there's no end to to this. This is (laughs) we we shouldn't we shouldn't end like this really. We just this is the opposite of an ending. This just keeps going. Right, but but how do you say you can't? You you can't. There's no word left. There's no word like. What do you say? Fetterman's really good. Right? I was uh, kind of surprised, to be honest with you. Why? You know, because... He's multi-talented. I know, man. The guy is just so talented. I mean, that's a lot of talent on one person's body. I mean, <laughs> to be that good of an actor and comedian and writer is more than most people ever get in Hollywood. And then to be a great musician on top of that, it's pretty fucking amazing. Right? That's a guy who's really devoted to uh, to his talents and really practice makes perfect. Yeah. That's amazing. There's a little something for everybody on that one. Well, speaking of practice makes perfect, um, you got some gigs coming up, right? Yeah, I'm going to be in Asheville, North Carolina on Saturday the 13th with my beautiful wife at the um, Orange Pill. Right? Yeah. Okay. And and I'm excited about that. And uh, then the following week, we'll be at Zany's too. Yeah, I'll be at Zany's on the 17th. So you guys get your ass out there. Yeah. So that's not too much is going on. It's a slow summer. And between now and then, we're working on being... Healthy, strong, and tough, and yeah. rolling with the punches. Rolling with the punches. And uh, as always, we've got a great band, right? Yes. Uh, this next band was recorded live at the Mercy Lounge in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Grassroot Kids. Before my body hits the ground, can I relive the things I've done? When I was young, when I was something more than just a failing
Thank you guys so much for grassroots kids. Thank you, thank you for listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. 